0: There are no ifs in the love of God. In Jeremiah 31 verse 3, the Lord hath appeared of old unto me saying, yea, I have loved you with an everlasting love; therefore with loving kindness have I drawn you. When God said this, the nation of Israel was worshipping idols. He did not say I will love you if you get right. He did not say, I will love you if you stop worshiping idols. No, God said, I have loved you with an everlasting love. There are so many ifs in our relationships, so many ifs that hinder mental and emotional healing. And that sometimes stop physical healing. But God doesn't say, I will love you if. He says, I have loved you even while you were out there. Didn't the father love the prodigal son while his son was out there, so to speak, out there in the pig pen, out there in the far country, just as much as when he was right at home? Yes, he did. The father's love didn't change when the prodigal was living in sin. His love just waited patiently to give his son grace. And when his volition decided it was time to go back home, just as he was, the prodigal received forgiveness and he received cleansing. The father gave him a ring. He gave him a robe and he gave him new shoes and a welcome home party. They killed the fatted calf for the celebration. And it all happened because the son came home just as he was. Luke 15, verse 11 through 24. So think of all that has happened in society. Consider the depths of sin going on today. Consider the terrible dysfunction in families and individuals. With all that goes on, the greatest thing the human race needs is to understand how much God loves us. Dealing with sin isn't the great issue dealing with how much god loves you and god's love will deal with the sin the love of god will produce the change in romans chapter 5 verse 5 it says and i and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of god is shed abroad in our hearts by the holy spirit which is given unto us So the Holy Spirit sheds the love of God abroad in the heart. The love is the fruit of the Spirit. When I receive His love, dealing only with Him, loving me, then God's disposition takes over. His temperament comes in. I may not even realize it, but I'm receiving it as His nature comes in and begins to commune and fellowship with me and God's nature does not sin so changing the course in chapter in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 2 through 6 Wherein, it says, in times past, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. So by grace we are saved. We must acknowledge that today, Let me complete that scripture. It says, And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2, verses 2 through 6. So what you are walking in doesn't matter. What you are doing today doesn't matter. In time past, we all walked according to the course of this world. We were all controlled by the prince of the power of the air as children of disobedience but God rich in mercy rich in grace has a great love wherewith he loved us Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 and by that love the changes come for every believer God's love was there for us getting to know how much we were loved led us to be saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. He came into our lives and the love of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit became internalized and personalized. Waves of love can flow through the cells of your body every day. It's not human emotion. It's divine love. And there might be some of you that say, but I have not done right. I've done many things wrong. They, people might say, you don't have even an, any idea how far into sin I am. How far away from God I am. But I want to tell you today, just accept God's love for what you did wrong. Accept God's love for what you did wrong. I don't feel spiritual, you might say. Accept love, even though you don't feel anything. Just receive His love, and it will produce not only love, but also joy, peace, long-suffering, patience, divine goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, meekness, and temperance. The Bible says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am lowly in heart and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You can find that in Matthew 11 verses 28 through 30. Do you know what his yoke is? It is love. When I take his yoke upon me, I am simply choosing to take his love upon me. Herein is love, the Bible says, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. It goes on to say we love him because he first loved us. See First John 4, verses 10 and 19. No wonder His yoke is easy. No wonder learning of Him produces rest unto my soul. The Father is resting in His love. I take the yoke. I let Jesus love me just as I am. And then He produces that change in me because of the power of love. The dynamics of love, the faith of love, the grace of love, and the presence of love. At last, the change comes, and I am healed. I want to encourage you today to first love yourself. There is no order to God's love. I'm, I'm not to love others first. I'm to love myself first. I cannot even love God unless I love myself. I must let God love me. That's the way it goes. First, I let God love me. Second, I love myself. Third, I love God. And finally, I am very free to love you and everyone else, even my enemies. And when you love yourself, there comes a new self-image, a new self-awareness. You receive a new sense of being special, a new sense of being made righteous before God because of sanctifications of Christ's blood shed at Calvary's cross. There's nothing between you and God. There's nothing between you and anyone else. You are loved and you love in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm not talking about sentimentality or carnality. I'm talking about what the Bible says about God's love for us while we are were, are yet sinners. In second Samuel 24:14, oh, is it any wonder that David said that the Lord's mercies are great? And then in 1 Peter 5 and 10, is it any wonder that Peter called him the God of all grace? Paul called him the father of mercies, the God of all comfort. Abraham, God called, you haven't spoken to me for 13 years, but I love you. Jacob, you have gone away and backslid for 22 years, but I still love you. And I will use you. Genesis 32. Gideon, you're hiding and you, you don't want to be used, he says, but I love you right where you are. I will calm your fears and bring a great victory, Judges chapter 6. Samson, you did wrong with Delilah, but I love you. Now take back your power and destroy your enemies, Judges 16. Peter, you denied me and even cursed while you were doing it. Publicly, you forsook me, but I love you. You will preach this great message to the multitudes after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Acts chapter 1. Paul, you murdered Christians. You watched as Stephen was stoned. Still, I loved you. I saved you and will use you mightily among the Gentiles. Acts 22. And in John 13, verse 1, the Bible says, He loved them unto the end. So what does this mean, the end? It means that nothing changed Jesus Christ's love for His disciples. They backslid. They denied Him. They forsook Him when He needed them most. But that didn't change His love. He loved them unto the end. So will he love you and I unto the end? I surely think he will. Amen.